and welcome to another edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the Independent Rangers Podcast, which is brought to you by fans for fans, and where the content is absolutely free. It is episode 142 of the flagship uh, Jersnet Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Armstrong, tonight. Uh, as I say every time, guys, I, I'm going to try and promote the pod here in a very bad way. Uh, if it's your first time listening, get yourself on to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Put the word out there on social media. Uh, we're live tonight. Uh, we're live on the YouTube channel, but the, the pod will be available to download and stream and all that kind of stuff on a variety of platforms tomorrow, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, uh, and Spotify. Uh, so we're live tonight. Uh, it's literally what, an hour, an hour and a bit since uh, we beat the mighty Real Madrid uh, at Ibrox, uh, which I think is just outstanding. I mean, you know, when you consider the other mobs scored yesterday at West against West Ham. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good day to be a Rangers one. So, uh, my guest tonight, I'll bring in Ross first. How are you doing, Ross? You're looking a bit, uh, a bit hot about the collar there, a bit sweaty. I am a bit peaky because, um, well, firstly, I feel a bit sick after hearing your attempt of uh, a Cockney accent. Um, please, do not, please do not repeat that. Um, no, because this is a Sunday evening kickoff at Ibrox. So I, I flew up for the game. I flew up this afternoon. Uh, got to Glasgow at about three o'clock, went to the game, had a wonderful time, uh, and then realised that the Glasgow subway shuts off at 6pm on a Sunday. Um, couldn't get Boy a cab. Yeah, couldn't get a cab because of the, the 17,000 other people trying to get out. And uh, so I've had to walk from, from Ibrox back to, I'm staying in a hotel uh, just off Bath Street. That's a, that's a bit of a way for me. So I'm a bit, a bit worn. Um, a bit, I'll bet you Susan Aiken is sitting watching this and laughing, which she's which she's which she's inflicted upon you. Yeah. Yeah. Susan Aiken, I hear she's one of our biggest and regular viewers. Yeah, aye, she kind of getting off of us like she loves us. Uh, and also, also joining us tonight is uh, John McCallum, who's looking a bit more cooler out there in the West End. How are you, John? Yeah, it's a shorter walk from Ibrooks to to where I live than it is for Ross. Clearly, plus I'm a natural athlete, unlike Ross. <laughs> right. He's got a point. He's got a point, Ross. His, his Twitter bio does say he can leapfrog like a man half his age. That's but, whereas you're, you're apparently a, a Jersnet podder and London boar. So, yeah, he's, a, yeah. He's, a, he's in better physical condition than you. He, well, he certainly is because I've just polished off a Pecora Supper. So. <laughs> To be fair, that's that's why you're sweating. It's got nothing to do with the walk. (laughs) To be fair, Ross, Ross isn't used to this weather. You know, I mean, he's come up here. He isn't used to weather like this where he comes from. Man, London's under four feet of rain or something just now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really, yeah, yeah. Flew up this morning. The the, the rain, the thunder, the storms. I get here. It's absolutely tropical. It's lovely. That's that's all the time, mate. (laughs) Well, it has been recently. I was up Ben Arthur on Monday. And uh, it was like 28 degrees, and I have to say, I picked the wrong day to go up a big hill. <laughs> it was like an hour and a half into it, I was like, no, this was a mistake. But once you've committed, once you've committed to it, you've got to do it, you know what I mean? But, oh, the sweat was lashing off me. It was horrible. I looked worse than Ross, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and the thing is, when I get sweaty, you know, the, the hair gets the gaps, you know, because I'm starting to go a bit thin, you know. So it wasn't a good look at all. Anyway, right, guys, we'll get on with the show. We'll look at... Uh, have a wee look at the yesterday's game, but I think mostly focused uh, on today's win against Real Madrid. Uh, I wasn't at the game today. Uh, a wee bit annoyed, actually. I logged on the day to to do the, the agenda, uh, and I had two emails sitting 
offering me a ticket from Rangers, which had arrived in my inbox at eight o'clock on Friday night, and I didn't see them because I'd logged off at like six o'clock that day. So I, a wee bit miffed. But uh, no, I wasn't at the game today, so I watched it on Rangers TV. Not too many troubles at all. But uh, I'm, I'm coming to you first, Ross. I mean. I thought it was a really, really good performance today. I mean, the two games have obviously served their purpose. They've got minutes in the legs. Uh, use of the squad was interesting. You know, the starting 11 yesterday, very different from today. You know, the starting 11 yesterday was McLaughlin, Parson, Simpson, Balligan, Bassey, Kamara, Kelly, Arfield, Jones, Wright, and, and, and Eaton. Today, a much more sort of established look. You know, McGregor was in goal, Tav was back, Goldson, Hollander. Barisic, Davis, Lundstrom, Wright, Hadji, Kent, uh, and the new boy, Sakala, who we'll come on and talk about shortly. Uh, so, I mean, in, in terms of the two, the two games in particular today, do you, worthwhile exercising, do you think that the, the squad is pretty much there and ready to go next week? Well, uh, worthwhile exercise, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've said it since day one on this podcast, that when it comes to friendlies, the results are incredibly important. It's not just about fitness. We have to win. Um, so very very pleased to see us uh, not yet. Obviously that's that's a we a we joke, and it's all about fitness. It's all about shape and tactics, and and getting minutes into the legs, as you say, Colin. But we've just beaten Real Madrid. Yeah, <laughs> we've just beaten Real Madrid, and and you got to add that they didn't have Benzema playing, they didn't have Eden Hazard and and, and whoever. Well, we never had Morelos, and we never had Ruth, and we you know there's a wee bit of that going on for us as well. Um, I think it's. I think it's been incredibly successful this weekend. We are testing ourselves, and I, 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 absolutely, West Ham, West Ham, Brighton, and uh, and Real Madrid are earlier on in their preseason campaigns than we are. That's absolutely fine. But we are testing ourselves against a higher caliber of opposition than we're going to be facing week in week out because we are gearing up to a very very important Champions League qualifier. Um, and the team that that Real Madrid team today that had you know Jovic, Rodrigo. Esco, Marcello, these are these are multi tens of millions of pounds players. Did they not sign Jovic for sixty million pounds? You know this this is yeah. these are incredible players. There was there uh, was uh, Clive Tyl- Clive Tilsley told us today there was ten Champions League medals in that team today. There you go, there you go. Um, so these, I, I think it was an incredibly successful day. It's also it's the most fun I've had at a football game. I mean, obviously, I've been to football games for a long, long time, but it's the most fun that I've had at a game um, for an incredibly long time because there was no pressure, the sun was shining, um, and everyone was enjoying it. And we beat Real Madrid. <laughs> it's it's incredible. And and actually, the performance was so good. And there were so many individual players. Kamara, when he came on, was outstanding. I thought Wright was excellent in the first half. Um, Yanis Hadji did not look out of place in midfield up against Real Madrid. Um, there were some really super performances today. Yesterday as well, Brighton. I mean, that was as solid as you like. Arguably, should have, should have won that game. Um, we do not look out of place against top level opposition, and that is so so encouraging. Yeah, John. I mean, I, I mean, I think that the, the sort of main highlight for me that came out of the Brighton game was the, the return of Doofus. That was that was quite funny. Uh, big Shane Duffy coming back, and it was good to see Katic, you know, making an appearance as well. Uh, but today, I thought, especially first half, a really, really good performance. You know, it was a, it was a really good team performance, uh, some good individual performances, and I, I thought it was good to see the players who played so well last season look like they're, they're continuing that, and the new guys seem to 
be fitting in as well. You know what I mean? I, I thought first half especially. Obviously, in these kind of games, I've noticed recently with Liverpool what they've they've done in their, their pre-season friendlies, and it, it felt like that a bit today. They've split it into three games, so guys get a run out for half an hour, then they make a load of subs, another load of guys get a run out for half an hour. And you're, you're always going to get that in pre-season friendly. So, you know, at half-time, a few changes, and a few more as the second half uh, wore on. So that disrupts the rhythm and the flow and the, the, the sort of momentum that, that, that they'd built up. But overall, a great performance in the first half especially. I mean, the amount of chances they created in the first half was uh, it was embarrassing, actually. The, 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 I mean, that, that miss with Kent was a shocker. But, I mean, going in at 1-0 down, I felt we were getting robbed, actually. Yeah, the Kent miss was... Uh... Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't a competitive game because uh, that was a bad one. But it, it, let's be honest, Kent looked like he should be playing for the other side. You know, I thought Kent had a great first half. Yeah. Um, it, it, like you just said, there a lot of those players just seem to pick up from where they left off last season. Kamara, you know, Sakala's goal was well taken. I didn't actually think he'd been playing all that well up to then. I, I think I'm going against the grain. But um, it was well taken, but it was Kamara that made it. You know, Kamara yeah. closed the boy down, won the ball, played it through. Um, you know, still had a lot to do, but it was Kamara that made it. Uh, so that was really pleasing. Um, it was, uh, when I saw the pre-season schedule and you saw we were playing Brighton on Saturday and Real Madrid on Sunday, I, I was scratching my head. You know, I was thinking, what, what, what are we doing here? How is this going to work? How are you going to play two games, one after the other? Um, and I did... <laughs> It made me wonder whether I wanted to spend the money to to see, particularly the Brighton game. I was thinking, is this just are they just going to play the reserves? You know, is it just going to be young boys we're playing, or how's this going to work? But I'm actually really pleased that I, I paid the money and I watched both of them because um, clearly what we try to do is we try to give everybody ninety minutes or there or thereabouts. Um, certainly, everyone get forty five, and quite a few get ninety over the two games. You know, um, so that was. I, I, maybe kind of ties in a little bit with what you're saying about what is it Liverpool Liverpool yeah. and I also think it's clearly they've kind of stepped up each week you know playing Thistle playing Tranmere you know stepping up the, the kind of quality of opposition each week till you end up with, with Real Madrid now okay let's be honest it wasn't Real Madrid's first 11 you know Real Madrid are, are behind us um, in, in where we should be but I do think this probably makes us favourites for the Champions League now <laughs> and, and, and you know get your money on now clearly we are now favourites for that competition um, I, I'm surprised they don't just give us a bye through now to the knockout stages um, because, I agree uh, John, it's a, I wholeheartedly agree a fantastic performance it was, it was a, a, pre-season friendlies can be I don't know I don't know what you learn sometimes from a pre-season friendly because as Ross so rightly says, it's all about fitness. It's about getting some some you know mileage into the legs and you know making sure folk know their positions and things. But those were two really enjoyable games. And the game today, and it's not just because we won. And I don't think it's just because there was a big crowd there or a bigger crowd there. And also it was Real Madrid. But but we competed. My dad couldn't see the game, and I was texting my dad throughout. And you know, first ten minutes were one down. They've hit us in the break, cut us open. I'm thinking, okay, this might this might not go our way. But about half an hour later, I texted him and said, you know what, we're really competing here. You know, it's we're giving them a game and, yeah. you know, they might well cut through us again and, and knock in a couple more, but, you know, we're at least giving them a game. And second half, you know, I know we played well in the first half, but the second half, there was only going to be one winner in the second half, um, in my opinion. Now, it, results are great, but I, I think what's more pleasing there is... As you say, everybody getting a run. Um, and 
with the possible exception of Jordan Jones, nobody really disappointing. Um, you know, we did have a, we had a moment today where we were leading Real Madrid two one with Jordan Jones and Glenn Middleton on the pitch, <laughs> which. Yeah. You know, that's not something any of us thought we would be saying um, six months ago. Um, so um, I don't think either of those two necessarily, you know, made us think, aye, okay, like, let's give them another chance. But, you know, they come on, they're, they're part of the squad, they've got, um, they've got a run. But a few others I thought really caught the eye. Kelly, I thought Kelly had a great game yesterday. Um, again, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pre-season friendly, but you know, I would be surprised now if he's not retained as in part of our squad. You know, I would be surprised if he's sitting out alone again. Certainly the first half of the season, I would be surprised. Maybe if he doesn't break into the team come January, we might look at that. But I'm you're now looking at him thinking, okay, there's a guy who can come in and do a job. Um, Kamara's going to be suspended for Europe. Jack's not fit. Um, you know, we'll just have to see how everybody else is after the first couple of games. But Kelly looks like a new signing and that's great news. Is that something, John, that, that Gerard's quite good at? I, I, I was listening to some of like, his interview on Friday in Sky News and his sort of post-match uh, interview today. And the sort of stuff that you're talking about, you know, giving everybody minutes. You know, it, it's almost like, I, I think he's been very good at this down the years, putting the responsibility on the players. Right? It's up to you to get in my team. You know, and, and he can he can now turn around and say to pretty much everyone in that team, well, you've had your minutes during pre-season. I'm going with the guys that have, have impressed me the most. And I, I, I do, I, I think it strikes me as a manager that it would be very difficult to win an argument against in terms of minutes on the park. You know what I mean? Through the years, you, you could make loads of arguments for, for players who felt they weren't getting, you know, the appropriate amount of game time and, and, and you would think, well, how would the manager justify that? I don't think that's the case with Gerard. I, I, I think any player going in there to complain about minutes, Gerard's got that argument won already because it seems to me he'd get, someone that does give people a chance and expects them to perform and if they don't well you've not performed you're back out yeah I think you're dead right there um, you know we are going to have you know whatever happens against Helsinki or Malmo um, my understanding is that you know we are in some some sort of European competition um, up until the, uh, the end of this year so you know we're going to have a lot of games um, you know we, we are going to have a lot of games so we need a, a big squad we're also, we've been stuck the last couple of years not having enough Scottish players. You know, this, we've had to leave players out of the squad. Our squad actually hasn't been full for European games because we haven't had enough Scottish players. So the emergence of Patterson clearly and, and obviously Kelly coming in as well, um, you know, and, and signing right to help solve that issue. So we're going to need that squad, Colin, and, and I think everyone will get a run. Um, you know, we've, we're, we're probably still at, at centre-half. I don't know how... You know, it was good to see Katic in. I don't know, you know, I wouldn't like to be relying on him for that after that length of time out. He's, he's going to need, um, I think he's going to need a few games before he'll get his sharpness back. Plus, players tend to pick up kind of wee niggly, you know, muscles and, and things like that if they've been out for a long period of time. So I wouldn't like to be relying on him, but I would like to see him come back into contention because I actually think Katic is a pretty good player. Um, and I think all of these guys will get a chance. And you know yourself, with Gerard, if you take that chance when you get it, whether it's in the League Cup against Northumberland or whether it's you know in a European match, if you take the chance, you'll be in the team the next week. Um, did you see the interview with, with Tav after the game on, on Rangers TV? I didn't know. There was an interview with with, with, um, with Tav after the game and, and the, the interviewer 
asked him about Parson because Tav and Parson played on, they played together for maybe 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Tav moving into um, midfield. And it's interesting because, you know, he's a club captain. And so, you know, he, he is used to speaking. Um, but you could see he was just a wee bit uncomfortable <laughs> with with the question. You know, it was, well, you know, the, the manager's trying something out just now. And, you know, I'm just happy to be on the pitch and all that. <laughs> yeah. And just to go, you're saying, you know, even our club captain knows now his position is not guaranteed. Now, I think he's first choice, and I think he is quite rightly first choice. But he knows his position is not guaranteed. He knows if his form falls, there's a player there who could step in and potentially take his position. That's a great place for our club yeah. to be just a brilliant place. Yeah. Uh, Ross, on, uh, on one of the new guys, uh, Fashion Sakala, like, he got the goal, great goal, and I think I think John makes a, a really valid point about Kamara's input in it. You know, he, he Harry De Hassel got a foot in, put him through. Uh, I, I mean, I, I slightly disagree with John. I thought he looked good outside the box. I thought his link-up play was pretty good at times. It, it, and it looked like there was a couple of occasions where he was just taking a touch and trying to open the legs up and, and get the run on defenders and he, he was getting fouled and, you know, other things happened to prevent that. Uh, and he had a couple of chances in the first half as well that he just sort of he, he sort of snatched at them a wee bit and didn't connect with them properly. I think that's how Kent's chance came. You know, he, he sort of sclaffed it and it came to Kent and he sclaffed it even... <laughs> Even more, uh, but overall, I thought he, he he looked really good. I thought he took his goal well. You know, I, 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 I like to comment for Kevin Thompson on on Rangers TV today. He said, you know, it was a, it was almost like a Chris Boyd thing, head down, just hit it on target kind of thing. Uh, so encouraging signs, and he looked like he enjoyed it as well. You know, when the goal went in, he looked really really happy, which is something that we've not really had from our, our striker from <laughs> the last two or three years. He's, he's a very angry person when he scores a goal most times. Yeah, so it was nice to see him score and, and have a smile on his face. And I, I thought he performed well and deserved his goal. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, that, that first half performance, I was I was very encouraged. I think there's a player with a lot of natural ability, maybe a little bit of rustiness and, uh, you know, a touch going awry or not taking his chances properly. But, you know, I kind of uh, give him a, a, a wee bit of leeway there. He's, he's not had the same preseason as everyone else. He's arrived a wee bit late. There's been isolation problems, that kind of thing. So I thought... In terms of his ability on, on on a football pitch, I thought he looked excellent and really really exciting. I think it's an exciting signing, um, and and the kind of signing that we should be making. You know, uh, he's coming from he's, he's he's taking a step up in terms of the quality of the club that he's playing for. He, he comes in, you know, matching the profile in terms of the financial outlay that, that we're, we're making on him. We're not throwing millions and millions of pounds after it. So yeah, I thought he looked really good. I thought he deserved a goal, and you could see what it means to him to, to score. I mean, I, I think for any player to score a goal against Real Madrid must must be an incredible feeling to do it. Uh, I mean, I know he got on yesterday, but really today was his first day, his first game as a Rangers player in my mind. He, he didn't get a huge amount to do yesterday. So it, it meant a lot to him. He took the finish really, really well. Um, I was just, I was just really, really pleased. And I think it gives, it gives Gerard something to think about. You know, we don't know what's happening with Alfredo Morelos at the moment. I think that's, that's clear. Um, we're not entirely sure when he's coming back. He seems to be somewhere between here and Colombia. Um, I'm, I'm not sure where. There will be isolation and quarantine when he gets back. So uh, the same probably can be said for, for big Cedric Hitton as well. He's scored three goals in four preseason games. Um, I thought he he looks sharp in front of the goal, and he's he, the goal that he scored today was was a wonderful finish. You know, really good improvisation to get that turn and, and snapshot away. So, um, 
we're looking good up front, and that, and that's a, that's a good thing. We we have got maybe a a slight selection headache when it comes to the first qualifier for the Champions League because Roof is suspended. Morelos will probably be in quarantine or or, or whatever he is. Three or three stone overweight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jermaine Defoe seems to be seems to be injured. Yeah, he's um, yeah. Sakala, I, I don't know if, if he can be registered, but I don't know what the situation is there. But I suspect we might be might well be seeing Cedric Hitton starting these Champions League qualifiers or starting against Livingston uh, next week. So um, I'm glad to see both of them take their chances today because if there was one criticism of preseason so far, it's we're not scoring enough goals. So to put two past Real Madrid um, was was really encouraging. And and, and Sakala, I think he. He showed all of the potential that that we wanted him to show today, and and to see him score that goal, um, they came and celebrated right down in front of where I was sitting. It was absolutely lovely. You could see see how much it meant to him. The other the players as well. The other the, the other players, they all seemed to be really really pleased for him. Um, I don't know if you saw the big smile and the big hug he got off Jermaine Defoe when he came off as well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was genuinely just really really thrilled for the guy. Um, so I, there's also that funny thing that we have when we had Bongani Zungu. And whenever Rangers did a Facebook status or a tweet or something, you had 30 South African guys talking about Zungu. We now have that with Zambia. It was nice, you know, we're sort of moving around sub-Saharan Africa, picking up new fans wherever we go. Um, which I think is everyone, anyone, you know, welcome you all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John, I mean, Ross there was talking about Cedric Eaton, and I, th- I think he's quite an interesting one. Uh, because, again, you know, uh, Clive Towsley was talking today saying, you know, Behind the scenes, I think he had a wee bit of a struggle last year because obviously he's turned up and we're in lockdown. You know, he, he couldn't get out and about and, and, and a new city and a new life, you know. So it, this is the sort of stuff I, I, I don't think supporters maybe take account of, you know, what's going on behind the scenes and people's, you know, their private lives and stuff like that and their personal lives. You know, they're coming in, they're doing their job, but outside, and I think Zunga struggled with that as well and it, it, it caught him out, you know, he, he couldn't he couldn't handle it and went to a party and it's cost him any chance he had moved to Rangers. But, you know, I've, I've, I've always admired Eaton. He's always a player I've really, really liked since he's arrived. You know, I, I understand why he doesn't get, you know, a huge amount of game time last season. But as, as Ross pointed out there, you know, he's, he scored three goals in, in four games in the pre-season. A great finish today. It really was a good, a good turn and a good finish. And I thought he played well when he came on. So, it, you know, I also think it was mentioned today that he'd lost his place in the, the international setup as well because he wasn't getting a huge amount of minutes. So, given you know the effort that he's put in, is he chapping at the door now for more game time and looking for more starts? Because what I've seen him so far last season, as I said, I liked him. I think he's an impressive looking player. And this preseason, he seems to have stepped it up again. Yeah, I think he's he's first choice um, just now because of Roof's suspension in Europe. Um, I suspect that we'll, you know, we'll be looking. Well, we've we've really got to go with Defoe, Sakala, or um, um, Eaton. I, I think Eaton is the first choice of those three, and I think it's his position to lose. Um, and he's looked pretty good in preseason, as you say. Um, he's a player who's not let us down. You know, I mean, his his contribution to us winning the league last year that, that, that him coming on and scores goals against Motherwell wasn't it? The goal, the goal, the goal against Motherwell at Ibrox was a crucial goal that's the goal that's the goal that got the biggest roar in my house because that was the mo- the, the tensest game I think because they'd, we'd, we'd lost against St Murren a few days before right. we were coming into January 
and Mullow scored early doors, and I think it was like 70 minutes, 75 minutes, you know, and everybody felt, oh, this is it, this is the game we're going to buckle, and, and he's the man that, that, that got the goal, so it was a crucial goal. Yeah, no, he's a guy who scored, you know, he's he's not an out-and-out finisher, you know, he's got a bit to his game, he can play with his back to goal, um, he's, you know, decent in the air, uh, he was in a lovely finish today, as, as, as Ross said, so... It's his position to, to lose, and I think he'll get first crack at it. Um, I think a fit Morelos is still our number one striker, but you know, as you said yourselves, you know he's potentially a couple of weeks away from from being fit. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming he has to self isolate when he returns. Um, I don't know exactly what the rules are just now and the countries he's coming in from and, and if it's slightly different for professional sports people. But I'm assuming there is a period of isolation required. Um, you know, there'll be a bit of conditioning required. I mean, he, he's been with the Columbia squad, so you assume that you know there's been some training going on there. I don't expect him to come back to stone overweight. Um, and I still think he'll be our number one striker um, when he's fit. But... It's, it's Eaton's chance. Um, it's his. You'll get. The, I think you'll get the nod on Saturday, and I think you'll definitely get the nod in the European match. And if he does the business, then then I think he gets to keep the place. Ross, uh, a few minutes a day for for uh, the new boy John Lundstrom today. So I thought in, in phases today he looked he looked really really impressive. It's the first time I'd really seen him. Uh, what were your thoughts? He looks a bit of a unit as well. You know, he looks like a sturdy bit of tin. Yeah, I think he, he looks absolutely class, doesn't he? Um, I think that's it's an incredibly good and ambitious signing. I mean, obviously, we picked this guy up on a free transfer. His, his contract expired down in Sheffield. Um, but he was he was the, the mainstay of that Sheffield United midfield, you know, him, him and John Fleck. And, and so this is picking up regular starters of Premier League quality. Um, so I think it says a lot that he would want to come up and, and play for Rangers. Obviously, he's a... Scouser midfielder. I can imagine that Argafa had something to do with what attracted him to Rangers. Um, but he just he, he he seems like he can do anything. It seems like he's he's good on the ball. His passing's good. Um, his sort of recovery play and, and and winning the ball back is is good as well. He's very strong, very very physical. I can see him picking up a few cards. I think that's that's probably what uh, what I would predict going coming through this season. Um, but he does. I think he does seem to bring something that maybe we've been missing in midfield. Um, I think we've got creative midfielders and skillful midfielders. Um, and I hate I hate when people talk about enforcers because I don't think it's quite right for, for our sport. But actually, you know, for someone to sit in there, break up play and, and do something with the ball, maybe he's the guy. Um, but you're right, he's he just looks a cut above. He really does. Um, or, or, or maybe not a cut above because... A lot of our midfielders are, are also a cut above. You know, Blank Amara today was, was ex- exquisite when he came on. Absolutely wonderful. Um, so we, we're looking very, very handy in midfield. I feel for, for people like Scott Arfield or, or maybe even Steve Davis, um, because I think that they're, they're going to be struggling for game time a wee bit now. Scott Arfield probably in, in, in particular, because we've got good, good young midfielders. You, you just hate Scott Arfield, didn't you, Ross? <laughs> He was good to come on today as well. So, <laughs> yeah, you honestly think Steve Davis is going to struggle for game time? No, I don't. Would you, I think Steve Davis, I think, his first name in that team sheet. You'd have him above John Lundstrom, Joe Aribo. We're still missing Joe Aribo. Yeah, uh, I don't think Joe Aribo's a midfielder. 
Possibly. Yeah, I think Joe Aribo, I'd, I'd play him in the, in the front three, but I don't think he's a midfielder. And I certainly no, wouldn't play Steve. I wouldn't have a choice between Joe Aribo and Steve Davis. Well, I think I think it, it's it's the options that we have now. We have just that's the point I was about to make. You know yeah, what I mean? This whole discussion points to uh, strength and depth in the squad, yeah. which is something we've never really had for yeah. for over the last sort of ten years. But, but I mean, it's it's um, young Stephen Kelly coming through as well. I mean that. The last two games, I think he's been excellent. He had one sort of scary bombscare mistake moment today. He recovered really, really well, looked composed. Um, I, I just think we've got options, and we're now in a position of, of luxury in that we can tailor that midfield into how we want to play and, and the opposition that we're coming up against. And we've seen that tinkering of formations that we've not necessarily seen from Gerard and his team before. Um, that's what I really like to cover. I can't remember which game it was. It might have been Tranmere after that game when Gerard spoke about the, the the Tavernier and Patterson question, how do you play them together? And it was the first time that he'd ever really spoken about a 3-5-2 or a 4-1-4-1. It looked like now, at one stage today we were 4-1-4-1. Yeah, yeah. And it was maybe only five, ten minutes um, because then I think Tavernier came off for, for Jordan Jones. Um, but we've seen that tinkering now and, and we've seen him playing around with different shapes, different formations and different personnel. And it's just so encouraging. Look, maybe I'm being really facetious. Stephen Davis is not going to struggle for game time in that sense. Scott Arfield will. He will struggle for game time. Um, But Stephen Davis absolutely won't. But it's the fact that were he to get injured, because he's, I mean, I don't think I've seen Stephen Davis injured ever. He's just a a total warrior. But um, were he to get injured or the shape needs to be changed or we're, we're chasing the game, we need to, 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 to switch something up. We have the options to do that now. Um, we also don't, again, it comes back to luxury and choice. Stephen Davis is what, 36? Pushing 37 yeah, this year? 36. Yeah. We don't need to be playing him every game now. Because no, that's a, well, that's something that happened last year. He probably played more football last year yeah. than, you know, because of the situation with Ryan Jack. That's that's a point I was about to make, that we can manage uh, Stephen Davis's time now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, that, but that midfield to me, and I, I think actually it was it was an area of the park that needed reinforcing. Um, but John Lundstrom seems to have all of the the attributes that we needed. There was it was if there was one gap that was missing, John Lundstrom comes in. He seems to have everything. So um, again, really positive scouting, really encouraging scouting, um, and to get him on a free. I'm sure it wasn't free because I can imagine the the agent fees and the signing on fees. If I was an agent, I'd be saying, well, you're not paying a fee to Sheffield United, you can pay it to me instead. Um, so I, I can imagine the outlay is still pretty significant, but yeah, really, really exciting times. Hey, John, as we were sort of saying earlier on, you know, some of the, 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 the guys from last season as well, impressive performances, you know, it's like they've picked up from, from where they left off. Uh, you know, speaking earlier on about uh, Kamara, Ryan Kent, and Scott Wright as well. I thought had a, he's another one. I think that uh, could really sort of up his his claims for a regular start this season. You know what I mean? And again, he looks to me every time I see him, he just gets bigger and bigger. And I don't mean in a bad way. He's he's bulking up. He's becoming a big, strong lad. You know what I mean? When you when you see images of him now compared to when he was at Aberdeen, it's almost night and day. Uh, so again, at the first half, I thought you know I thought he put in a, a great sort of forty-five minutes or whatever it was it was on for, and uh, you know Kamara as well when he came on, Ryan Ken, all these guys who were part of it last season looking like they're on it again. Yeah, yeah, right. Played well today, didn't he? Right, had some uh, uh, some nice moments today. He didn't look at a place in the pitch. 
Um, and like you, you know, every time Wright's come on, he's impressed. Uh, you know, I, we've talked about Wright before, and I, I had no idea who Scott Wright was until we announced we were going to sign him. His entire Aberdeen career completely passed me by. Um, but, you know, thankfully, I'm not in charge of scouting for Rangers because uh, he's been a shrewd signing. Um, and, uh, and clearly, the move from the bleak northeast to sunny Glasgow has, has helped his disposition and his diet. And um, as you say, he, he certainly looks, um, you know, he, he looks fitter. Um, and yeah. um, that's, that is, is something that you have to give the club credit for. Um, I've been delighted with him. Um, he, he did catch the eye um, today. You know, he's, got, he's another one who'll get, he'll get game time. You know, he will, he might not start every game, might not even be a first choice start when, when Aribo's fit, but he'll get game time. He'll come on and he'll come on in games where he's expected to do something. Um, and he's the kind of player that I think, yeah, it's kind of between him and him and Aribo and, and, and maybe Haji for that kind of third space up front. I think, I think Kent's a guaranteed starter when fit. Um, I suspect, you know, Eaton or Roof or, or Morelos is going to get that kind of centre spot. And then it's between between the other three, I think it's between really Aribo and, and as I said, Haji, I think sometimes plays out there um, and right. And so, you know, the one that doesn't start is expected to come on with 20 minutes to go when the defence is tiring and start to start to stretch yeah. them, you know, start to create something. So he's going to get game time and, and um, you know, fingers crossed it, it goes well. It's really important that we start this season well. You know, I mean, I, you know, we don't talk about other clubs unless we're playing against them. But take a moment, you know, Celtic are in disarray just now. You know, I mean, they are, and I, you know, but they're not going to be in disarray yeah. forever. You know, when they're going to be able, they are going to go and sign some defenders. They're, they might even sign a goalkeeper, you know. Um, you know, I think they may need one. But, you know. <laughs> They're going to. They're how, not. How, how bad was that goal yesterday, John? It was just astonishing. <laughs> See when you see the still, you yeah, look. The, 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 <laughs> what was he doing? It is, it is right out. That, I, I mean, anyone that plays uh, five or six regularly will know that when you get put in goals, when you've been in for five or six minutes, you're like, right, I've had enough of this, and the shot comes your way, and you just get out of the road, and you're right, who's in, right? <laughs> that's exactly what it was. And that's, that's what it was like, it was like, put it there, mate, so I can get out and have a wee kick of it, you know what I mean? That, that, that's what it's like, but sorry, anyway, I digress on you. But, but, but the point, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, any every other club in the Scottish Premier League has had a look at Celtic's pre-season and thought, I fancy a chance, I fancy our chances against them just now. You know, and 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 so it's important that we we start the season winning because, and I do mean this. You know, I think Celtic will. You know, they've bought a centre half. He's got to, you know, he's got to go into quarantine. He's he's then got to do his preseason. You know, so whatever. I mean, even if that guy could start next weekend, you know, he's not going to know any of the players around him. He hasn't done a preseason. You know, he's not going to be as fit as they need him to be. Um, and I think that's a fairly weak Celtic team that's going to start the season. And as such, I think it's really important that we start this this season really strongly because you know Celtic will strengthen. They'll, they'll strengthen in this window. They'll strengthen in the next window, and they do still have money. Um, you know they're going to have European football. Whatever happens to them against Mitchelland, um, uh, Mitchell um, whatever happens to them against them, you know they'll still have some European football. Um, you know, so we, it's important for us this season because you know hopefully we'll have hopefully we'll have Champions League football. And, you know, if we remember back to when we used to play that, 
you know, there's a there's a hangover that comes with that. You know, they're tough, tough games. They're that's a step up from what we've been used to. Um, you know, we'll need that squad. Be good to get as many three points in the bag before um, you know before those days come as well. Um, and guys like Scott Wright are going to be very, very important to us because these are guys who you know will need to open defenses during those difficult games. He's sitting there, you know, flat back ten, a referee against us. You need guys like Scott Wright. Yeah, Ross, one final thing on today's game. Like Real Madrid reduced to, to, to 10 men in sort of last 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Uh, given that, you know, friendlies are about, you know, getting minutes into legs and all that kind of stuff, is there an argument to say, right, okay, if someone commits a red card challenge, yeah, they go off, but the team are allowed to bring someone else on so that the, the purpose of the, the game to get minutes and legs so because it kind of feels like in a competitive game, I get it, right? And it sometimes annoys me in a competitive game as well. When you're watching a good game, you know, and it's just, say it's in the first half, 25 minutes, it's building up. You think, well, this is going to be a good game. And somebody gets sent off and you think, well, that's just, that has absolutely killed this game. That's it. The game's done now. You know, so it's frustrating in a competitive nature at times, right? And a friendly, I, I did kind of think, don't get me wrong, it was a shocking challenge and he deserved the red card. But I did think for the purposes of the exercise, you know, because that's what that, that's what used to happen at amateur level when I played. You yeah. know, the referee just stayed to the touchline, look, get him off and get someone else on because he's, you know, if, if it was a competitive game, I'd be sending him off. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what I remember playing football as well. It was a word with the coach or the, the manager, get him off, get someone else on. Yeah. Um, a couple of things on that. Firstly, one of the main reasons that I enjoyed being back at Ibrox with the crowd today is because I'd forgotten the creativity of the Rangers fans that are abusing the referee. Some of the, some of the stuff that was coming out of it with Collins, just fantastic. And I really, I, I didn't realise how much I missed that until someone started it up again. Wonderful stuff. Um, it was a shocking challenge. Could have been a straight red, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think it should have been. Um, Mar- Marcelo could have could have faced a red card as well. First half, I think. Um, a, a couple of couple of nasty challenges flying around there. Um, do I think that I I don't know no I think I think he he, he gets sent off and uh, and that's it in my opinion I think there's it, it, it it's not a bad thing for the team that gets reduced to ten as well because now they've got to, to figure out how they how they deal with that um, I think it's also good for Rangers to play against or get practice playing against ten men because the Masons will ensure that that happens a lot this season <laughs> that we'll be playing against ten nine maybe even eight men sometimes. See, that, that's why I put it on the agenda, because I knew you'd come up with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wrote that down about 40 minutes ago. I've seen the question coming. Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. What about you, John? Do you think there's a wee uh, possibility of punishing the player, but not but not the team in these sort of yeah, occasions? I, I, I do. I think that's exactly what I think that's what Real Madrid expected as well. Yeah. I don't think Ancelotti was too pleased. Because <laughs> I'm assuming that he does get a suspension. I mean, I, I think it's a kind of... A, you know, I'm assuming he misses, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it's a league game or an ex-friendly or just the next time you play Rangers or, or I don't know what, but, um, you know, I'm assuming it does does matter. Um, but, I, I mean, look, you're right, it was a shocking challenge. Uh, we're lucky Kamara just kind of bounced back from it. He, he didn't, maybe one of these ones that looked worse than, than it actually ended up being. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't have any problem if he, you know, if Ref had just said, right, sub him yeah, now. Um, uh, you know, I don't. That wouldn't have been a, a problem for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it was interesting to note as well. Like there was four minutes of injury time, and the minute it went to ninety minutes, and Ancelotti's like, ah, just, <laughs> well, well, just get this game moved up. 
<laughs> what I'm enjoying most about this, though, is that, you know, you and Ross comparing your amateur football days to a Rangers playing Real Madrid today. Well, and and okay. that's what football is all about, is you guys making okay. that comparison. And in your heads, thinking it's just the same. It's just the same. Yeah, it is. Honestly, it's, no matter what level you're at, it matters just as much to the individuals playing. Trust me. Uh, right, guys. So right, before we move on, uh, I need to highlight uh, one of our partners. It's uh, Football Prizes. And they've currently got... A Graham Sooner signed framed shirt, uh, looking at it just now, it's quite an impressive bit of kit. So it's £4.95, there are 99 tickets, uh, so you, you buy a ticket and hopefully you'll give me a chance of winning this. The deadline is Friday, the 30th of July, which I think is Friday coming, uh, at 8.30pm, so uh, get yourself on that. Graham Sooner signed shirt, it's one of the Castor shirts, uh, £4.95, 99 tickets. I'm not quite sure how many tickets are left. You'll probably get that on Frankie's Twitter if you're interested in uh, going in for that. Uh, right, guys, on the other stuff, I thought we would, we would have a wee look at uh, the, the Connor Golson situation. Uh, you know, the, Stephen Gerrard was interviewed on Friday there on Sky News and it, it sort of came up. You know, he's, he's out of contract next summer. Seems to be rumbling on. It's uh, not put pen to paper yet. Are you worried, Ross? Are you thinking that this could be an issue? Or he seemed to say something, I think it was in yesterday's paper, I saw something he was sort of indicating that he's nearly there, that you know, the, the deal's nearly done and he will be signing. But have you got any worries? Because he has been, don't get me wrong, in, in his first season there was a few errors and, a, you know, people questioned him. But last season, you know, he was an absolute rock last season and he is an, an integral part of that defence. Uh, so any worries or do you think uh, he'll put pen to paper soon? I'm not. I'm not particularly worried. You're right. Last season, he was he was integral. He was a rock. Um, I, I, I'm coming back today. Um, I actually first when when I seen their goal first when it, when it was happening, I did think he was potentially at fault for not closing the boy down. Um, that said, he is a, an extremely talented defender and, and and a huge presence because again, being back at Ibrox today, you can hear him. You can hear him talking all the way through that game. Yeah. He's so vocal. He's so at organising the defence, telling players what to do. Um, so I think that he would be a, a huge, huge miss. Now, I suspect um, there is a chance that he wanted to just wait it out for a little bit through the summer and see if any interest would be generated. Because, you know, at, at the age that he is, he's probably thinking, right, I've, I've, I've done what I came to Scotland to do, which was to win the league. Um, I've got good European experience. If I wanted another crack at the Premier League, maybe now is the time. So I, I, I could see that he might want to sit and wait for a, that, you know, the first portion of the transfer window and, and see if anything happened. Um, and I don't necessarily blame him if that's what he wanted to do because he, you know, he has contributed so much. Um, I suspect there would be a, pr a pretty good fee if, if that did happen. Um, and I don't blame him for having that ambition. Obviously, he's, he's gone down south and he, he might decide that that's what he wanted to do. Um, that being said, if, if no interest has materialised, I think he's very, very happy here. Um, again, I think he's one of these players who, a, a bit like a tavernier, has now found somewhere, found somewhere that he can settle um, and really grow as a player and, and feel comfortable and part of the club. So I, I'm really not that worried. I think I think you're right. Gerard and Goldson are both hinting that this is this is as near to being done as as it could be. Um, and I think that that's, that's genuinely really, really good news for us. I think having uh, both Goldson and Hollander, Hollander, who are again, still just a, a massive, massive fan of, um, it, it, it's really, really encouraging. And uh, I, I, I'm really not too worried. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that 
the, the player and the manager, they wouldn't be putting out these messages and these little, these little teasers unless they were both very, very confident that being done. Like I say, I suspect he wanted to just have a quiet summer, see if anything, anything generated from down south. And if it hasn't, he's, he's perfectly happy to commit his future to Rangers. And I think that that's, that's good news for us. Well, but you, John, any worries or do you think uh, he'll, he'll, he'll sign on the dotted line? I think he'll sign. Yeah, like Ross, I don't think... I don't think people would be speaking quite as openly about this deal. People obviously in the know, Stephen Gerrard. Um, I don't think he'd be speaking quite as confidently as he is if he wasn't you know, pretty much sure it was going to happen. Um, look, we're going to lose players. We're going to lose good players. Um, we've, you know, That was one thing looking at that time today and realising we still haven't. Um, you know... We are going to lose good players. You know, at some point, somebody's going to come in and make us an offer we, we can't say no to. I suspect financially, we need to, you know, we'll need to take, um, you know, an offer for one of our better players if one comes in. But I suspect guys like Kamara and Goldson are looking and thinking, wouldn't mind a crack at the Champions League. Wouldn't mind having that in my CV. You know, um, and, you know, they're, they're, they'll be weighing it up, saying, right, okay, you know, I'll know in a few weeks whether we've qualified or not. And at that point, um, then they have a decision to make. Um, but, I, you know, modern contracts, Colin, you know, I'm not going to claim to be some kind of expert, but I suspect there's a release clause that Goldson age, Goldson's agent will be comfortable with, the Rangers are comfortable with, you know, that there'll be things built in there. So if, if the right bid comes along from the right club and it suits the player and it suits us, you know, he will leave. But at least this way... You know, we're guaranteed some compensation. And, you know, I'm not keen on players in the last year of their contract. You know, I kind of would actually tend to just cut my losses. You know, um, it's always my it's my great disappointment with Brian Loudrop. My only disappointment with Brian Loudrop was that final, that final kind of three, four months um, when he clearly knew he was joining Chelsea and, and or at least somebody else at that point. And, you know, it, it, I don't think you can give it 100%, you know, so... Um, I think it's wise to just, you know, if, if he's leaving in the summer, if Kamara's leaving in the summer, let them leave now, you know, just just kind of, I would just make that happen. And if it means you get less for them than, than maybe you, you would have hoped for, I still think it's probably better. Yeah. Uh, another thing through the week, Ross, was uh, there was Rangers had, had knocked back some interest from, from West Ham and Kai Kennedy. It's since been announced. He's went on loan to Dunfermline for the year. I don't know if you've seen the tweet that Dunfermline put out. It was, it was pretty impressive. I must admit, it was, it was WWE related. Uh, it was quite funny. So fair play to them. Uh, but I mean, Kai Kennedy's a funny one. You know, he went out on loan last season to, I think it was Underness Cali and Ray Trovers. Really, really impressed. But he's also had that wee incident previously where, you know, it seemed like him and his agent and the club were, were, were not getting on and there was issues. How do you feel about Kennedy? Do you think, you know, one more sort of loan deal and then see if he's ready to, to, to start getting into the first team? Yeah, so he's he's 19 now. Um, so you'd, you'd want to see him start into the, either creep in this pre-season or, or certainly next pre-season. But yeah, one, one more loan deal. I would have hoped, uh, look, I don't know anything about how these loans come about. Um, I don't know if it's a case of, you know, Gerard says, look, he's not ready yet. Because also he's playing in positions that we have superstars, right? So he's not ready yet. He's not going to make the first team yet. Let's get him alone. If Dunfermline are the only club that come in for a loan, I mean, it's better that he goes to Dunfermline and plays men's football as opposed to playing in the Lowland League. 
is it not? So I've, I've seen online a fair bit of aggregation, I think, that it's it's only Dunfermline. Um, and maybe that's a bit disrespectful. Um, but if no one else comes in and wants to take him on loan, the, the alternative was sell him to West Ham. And I think he's probably at a wee bit of a crossroads. And Gerard doesn't seem to want to sell him because there's a player there. We've, we've seen flashes of Kai Kennedy right, yeah. in, in pre-seasons or, or cup games. And there's a, there's a player there, there's potential there. Um, so I can see that it, it seems to me, again, pure speculation, but it seems to me that Gerard doesn't want to sell him, thinks there's a player there, thinks he can be useful. Um, but if Dunfermline are the, are the only club that, are, that want to take him on loan, it's, it's better that he goes to Dunfermline and plays championship level football than sits in the Rangers B team and plays, and plays World League football. So I don't know that he's, um, I'm just looking at his, his, his stats and stuff. He, he had 10, 10 appearances at Wraith Rovers and scored one goal. Eight appearances at, at Inverness Cali and scored one goal. He's a winger, so he's 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 going up against your your Ryan Kent, your Yanis Hadjis, your your Scott Wrights, arguably your, your Joe Rebos as well. Um, so he's going up against some of our some of our best players in, in fighting for that starting spot. Um, tough job for the lad, really really tough job. I think it will also be a tough job to show that he's ready to take the step up from Dunfermline to Rangers first team. And I wonder if this, I, I, I don't know a lot about the, the deal that's been worked out. I don't know if it's the whole season or maybe it's six months and there's a break around Christmas and, and we can see what happens after that. Um, because I can I can see the concerns that some people have of it's it's only Dunfermline. And I, I don't mean that with any disrespect, but I can I can imagine that if it was someone like a St Mirren or a St Johnston, like St Johnston did with Glen Middleton, I think that's done Glen Middleton the world a good going to St Johnston. Yeah. Playing games... Winning trophies, winning medals, yeah, winning, medals, winning, winning, yeah. winning the Scottish Cup. Um, because I think Glenn Middleton's looked really, really handy this preseason. He's been told to fight for his space, and I think he's he's doing that. Um, I, I think if if it was a St Johnston or St Mirren or a Livingston or, or something like that, fans might feel a little bit more comfortable about it. But that's not how football works. You can't just phone up Livingston and say, "Going to take Kai Kennedy for us." So if it means going to Dunfermline playing competitive football, then then let's do it. If you put me on the spot and say, will Kai Kennedy be playing first-team football for Rangers in two years? At this point, I struggle to see it. I'm not going to turn down that bit. I would have sold him, man. Because yeah. he's, he's clearly not getting into our team. And I don't think it's so much Dunfermline. I think Ross is dead right. It's not so much it's that it's Dunfermline he's joined, because I don't think there's that much between Dunfermline and you know, Dundee and, you know, Ross County. You know, I don't think there's a huge gap between them in terms of clubs. It's the league he's in. You know, it's the fact he's joined a, cha- a team in the championship. Um, I am I was very puzzled. I, I expected him to follow what Stephen Kelly's done, where he had a season with Ayr in the championship and then moved and had a season in the, in the SPFL with Ross County. And then we see Ben Williamson, so the season with the, in the championship with Arbroath and has now moved and joined Livingston. So I, I'm, I assumed that, you know, that seems like natural progression. Yeah. And this doesn't, you know, this seems like, you know, he's, he's got it in Dunfermline. He's going to play in the same league he was playing in last season. Um, he did okay. I, I saw him play a couple of um, I'll, I'll times. Alba had the championship games last season. I actually saw him play two or three times for Wraith Rovers. Wraith Rovers played brilliant football last season. They're a joy to watch. And um, and he did not look at a place there, but 
I don't know. I just think he needs to be moving on. And if a club like West Ham, I mean, that's the thing that surprises me. If a club like West Ham came in for him, I'm amazed we didn't we didn't take the deal. I'm amazed we didn't let him go and take the deal and um, thing because uh, it would it would make it. I, I, I hear what Ross is saying. You know, in the end, if no club came in for him, then he has to go to Newfoundland. Then you do question why is no club come in from? You know why hasn't a Ross County or a, or a St Johnston or a St Mirren? Why have none of them come in and said, "Oh, see that winger you've got? Um, he's a player, and it, you know, fancy giving us him for six months." So if no other team in our league thinks he's good enough to get into their team, then he's definitely not good enough to get into our team. And at nineteen, uh, yeah, I think it's time for him to 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 make his career elsewhere. Uh, and, and I'm sorry about that because I saw him in that. Was that kind of international tournament that the 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 kind of under seventeens or something yeah, won? Yeah, yeah. 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 And he was, 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 was he not voted one of the top players? And he, and he really did look like a prospect. But you know, we've seen this before. You know, guys who look like they are um, have huge potential at sixteen, seventeen. It, it just doesn't seem to happen for them over those next two years, and and you know they end up that, that that's just part of football. Um, and unfortunately, I think that's what's happening with Kai Kennedy. So I'm surprised we didn't sell him. Um, I read through the week that the least the loan agreement is that Rangers can recall him at any time, uh, not just at Christmas, but apparently they could recall him at any time. But, you know, we'll wait and see. I'd love to be wrong. Uh, on another player uh, who, who don't know yet if he's moving or not, you know, Friday lunchtime there, Stephen Gerrard done a, uh, an interview with, with Sky News and I was sitting watching it and... So, you know, he made the comment, you know, about Morelos in terms of, oh, I'm not quite sure when, he, when, when he'll be back. And, you know, that kind of set alarm bells ringing in my head. I was like, how, how does a manager of a football club not know when one of his main players comes back? I, I mean, Gerard's quite good in interviews. You know, he's cool uh, and, and, and he knows how to play that game. But there did seem to be... A kind of reopening of old wounds, you know. I, I mean, I don't think Morelos and Gerard have always had a sort of harmonious relationship, and it seems to me that it's 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 going the other way again, based on some of the stuff that Gerard said. And you know, he said he's getting tired of getting asked the question about his future. He knows where all the noise is coming from, sort of implying his agent. Uh, so, so Ross, I'll come to you in this first. You know, what I'm actually, I mean, Stephen Gerard said he's bored talking about. Alfredo Morelos, you know, as he going, as he staying, all that kind of stuff. Every year on this podcast at this time of year, we have we have had this same discussion. Uh, so we'll have it again. So, <laughs> so what's your thoughts? Yeah, Gerard. Gerard's bored of being asked the question. I'm bored of embarrassing myself by saying, "Well, looks like Morelos is away in, in this way. week." Yeah, I mean, does he go? Six in a row, we've been saying that, and he never, yeah. never goes. Um, but yeah. Again, for the sixth, maybe the seventh time in a row, I'd be amazed if he's still here in two months. Um, it, you get the sense that the, the, the management is is frustrated. I, I, no one seems to know where he is. And people say, you know, his, his, his wife's taking the vote, he's in, inside an airport, so he must be coming home. Um, it seemed like he, sort of, he, he did one of these charity games at his hometown in Colombia and then disappeared. And, and I think John... John's right, he mentioned that a, a, a few moments ago. He's not going to come back three stone over way. Um, he'll come back and, and everyone will be questioning his BMI and his body fat content and everything else. Um, I don't really care about his body fat. If he's playing for us and he's scoring goals, then 
Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just back your big fat ass into those those defenders and turn and whack it. Anyway, sorry, Ross. Um, but I I just get the sense that it's it's one of those now, and I don't like saying this because he's he's done so much for this club and this club's done so much for him. Right, the, the, the opportunities that Rangers are giving that player, putting him in the shop window in Europe and, and letting him score goals all over this continent against some some wonderful teams, and um, he's given us as fans some incredible moments. But here we are once again. Whether it's that he's gone, he's gone AWOL after a Euro, uh, an international break, or he's had a disciplinary issue and he's missing for four games. Here we are again, going. Would we all be, you know, relatively comfortable if he moved on? We've got Kamar Roof, Jermaine Defoe, Fashion Sakala, Cedric Hitton. Um, if 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 Morelos left for 18, 20 million pounds, we'd we'd be reinvesting that, I'm sure, to to, to bring someone else in. It doesn't fill me with the fear that it would have done if he left three years ago. And I say this as the biggest Alfredo Morelos fan. I, th- I think he's he's just been. I mean, what a signing for a million pounds! A million pounds. What what a player he's been for us, and and he's been a joy to watch. A joy to watch. He really, really has. Um, I've also loved watching the rest of Scottish football unite against him. You know, uh, I've loved the fact that he's positioned himself as that player that his fans love him and everyone else hates him. And, and it's um, we've really taken to him as a support. He's um, he's united us all in, in, in support of him, and I, and I think he's been great. But he also possibly deserves a chance to go on and test himself at a higher level. There are higher levels in the Scottish Premier League, um, and, and maybe he deserves a chance, whether that's at, uh, at Porto or in the Premier League, or if he goes to Italy or Spain or, or wherever it is. I don't think anyone would really begrudge him that because, he's, again, he's another player who's done what he came here to do. He's won the league, he's scored a load of goals, he's he's shown off in Europe. Um, I don't want to lose him, uh, but I suspect that, that day will will come and I suspect that actually it, it's probably coming a bit sooner than sooner rather than later. But it doesn't fill me with the fear that it would have done a few years ago. I think we've got good good replacements, good striking options. Um, and, and if he does go, there will be money to reinvest. Um, so if, if he moves on, that's that's football. Um, but some of the memories that, that he has that he will be leaving us with, um, you know, he he's we've not had a sort of talismanic striker like him since what Yelovich, maybe arguably Dado Purcell. Um, so yeah, he's he's just been a, a phenomenal signing. If if this is his time to move on, then then best of luck to. Him. John, is the difference, I mean, as, as we've said there, we've had this discussion so many times, so many times, it, it makes me feel old having this same conversation, you know, all those years. But is the difference this time, what, what Ross has said there, you know, maybe in the past, Gerard had to put up with some of the stuff that, that came with Morelos because he didn't have a huge amount of options. Now he's got Eaton, who, as, as we discussed earlier on, looks like he's, he's you know, increasing his... Uh, Steak for a, for a jersey. We've got Roof and we've got Sakala. So there's there's options there, you know. And and that striking department in, in Gerard's early years, it was pretty much down to Morelos. Uh, so is that the difference this time? And is that what will maybe make it a different outcome in terms of if he stays or if he goes? Without knowing a huge amount about Sakala before we signed him, um, I think a lot of us assumed that he was, you know, he was being seen as a replacement for Morelos. 
Um, you know, he he seems a similar type of player. You know, a hard working, a fast, hard working player, a guy who's going to give defenders no peace whatsoever. Um, you know, that's a different type of player from Roof, and it's a different type of player from from Eaton. Um, so I think there was that assumption. I, I, I'm I'm more relaxed about Morelos. I'm more relaxed about him going missing because he has done it before. You know, I, I'm, the first couple of times he did it, you were in panic. You know, what if he never comes back? You know, what if he's you know, has just gone and signed for Independiente or something and we just don't see him again. Whereas this time you're like, no, he's coming back. He'll be back next week. You know, there'll be pictures on Instagram of him with balloons and confetti and, uh, you know, and, and join the rain or whatever. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm more relaxed about it. Um, I think you just have to accept that that's, that comes with him. You know, you, you, you have to accept the whole package. And the, the, the package is... You you get these periods where he just worries the living daylights out of you, um, and and you know he's like that wayward child. He's like that you know the kind of prodigal son. You know he, he creates he creates a bit of drama in everything he does. And and as Ross said, you know the fact that he is probably the most hated footballer in Scotland it just endears him even more to you. Yeah. Um. And and great. You know I I wish he was I wish he was here. I wish he was fit. I wish he had been you know starting today. He's not, you know, I, I'm not sure I entirely buy that, you know, we don't know where he is and we don't know when he's coming back. I'm sure we have some idea where he is and we have some idea when he's coming back. Um, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm less, it doesn't concern me as much. You know, I think if, I, I think he's, he'll be back soon. If we sell him, I'll be very sad. I'll be sad to see him go because I, I have loved him as a player. But as we said earlier, we are going to have to sell somebody. And, you know, if someone makes the right offer, he goes with our blessings. And, and, and you know, I wish him a great wish him a great career because he's a player I've really enjoyed. Uh, and he, you know, he last season, but we forget, he didn't start first choice last season. Roof was first choice. Yeah. Um, and and um, Morelos came in. I mean, he was, he was coming on as a sub. He was getting some time, but... He wasn't first choice, and um, he's got his chance. I think Roof got an injury or something. He got he got his chance. He took it, and he, he never looked back. You know, he ended up having a great season for his last season. Um, so you know, let's see let's see how it goes. Um, like you say, Gerard has options. You know, he could come back and become our fourth choice striker. Um, so well, we'll just have to see. Uh, conscious of time, guys. So uh, one more quick question each. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to you the now, Ross. Uh, the Champions League, uh, Rangers drawn with uh, either HJK uh, Helsinki or Malmo. Thoughts on our chances of qualification? Very strong. Very strong indeed. Chances, I think. Um, we are a, a, a dominant force in Europe, but it seems you look at our results over the last three seasons. Um, I do not fear either of those teams. I hope this isn't sort of cockiness and, and hubris coming back to, to bite us later, but um, yeah, I mean, Malmo maybe gives us a, 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 some, some flashbacks to previous disappointing result, but um, I, don't, I don't think we have any reason to fear either of those teams. The, the, the one sticky point for us will be a lack of, of options up front, obviously direct contradiction of what we've just spoken about, about how <laughs> we don't need Morelos because we've got so many other strikers. Um, but with, you know, Defoe injured, roof suspended, etc., it's, it, it's not ideal. Um, that being said, we want to prove that we are a Champions League pedigree team. We just, just beaten Real Madrid two hours ago. Um, in my mind, we are a Champions League pedigree team. And if you can't beat Malmo or Helsinki, 
don't deserve to be in the competition. So, um, honestly, fairly confident. Fairly confident. I don't see them as any stronger than the likes of Galatasaray or Legia Warsaw or, or some of the other teams that we put out in qualifiers in the last two or three seasons. And we've got stronger, in my mind. We, yeah. we are getting stronger and stronger every season. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. And as John said, we are playing continental football up until Christmas, no matter what happens. Um, and that's a fun thought as well. Uh, obviously, I, I quite like my European trips. Probably don't expect to get on any of this this year, what with, what with COVID and all. But it's it's a lovely feeling to, to have midweek games in Europe again, to, to have new destinations to go to, new teams to play against. But yeah, I think I think the draw could have been worse, personally. And, and Malmo, or uh, uh, again, one of the hardest things might be that I believe they're already into their seasons, maybe not sort of halfway through, but they, they definitely have a handful yeah. of games. Um, so they'll be up to scratch and they'll be up to speed, but we've had a full pre-season now. We've shown that we are, we're firing, we're fighting fit. Um, genuinely, just, just looking forward to it. Uh, and John, last question to yourself. I mean, Rangers were drawn with uh, Dunfermline tonight in the, 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 Premier, the Premier Sports Cup, is it now? It's had so many... Uh, Names, I, I, I kind of lose, I, I kind of lose place with it all. The Skull uh, Cup. It's the that, Skull, that's what I call Skull it. I'll still call Cup, it Skull Cup. Yeah, so they are. Uh, but I, throwing that. So you imagine, I mean, don't say it'll be easy, but you, you imagine we get through that. But I, I think the main, the main issue to talk about the now, the, the return to league ag- action next week, Livingston at Ibrox. Uh, I mean, it, it feels like an age since we won the league. You know what I mean? Because it was like, it was like way back in March. Normally, you win the league in May, and you feel. Like you're still going again, come you know August time, but that, it, it seems so far away. How are you feeling about that? And you looking forward to, to to getting back to it on Saturday? Yeah, I am. I wasn't. I, I enjoyed the European Championships. I think you and I. Yeah, we had a wee, wee chat and what. I enjoyed the European Championships and and um, I enjoyed the kind of European football, the international football. Uh, I, I you know was hadn't quite got my head into domestic yet, and it was really this weekend. Um, I was watching the game yesterday, kind of, oh yeah, okay, that's right, this is, this is what I enjoy. And, uh, and today was great, we really enjoyed it. So now I'm looking forward to it. Um, Livingston are in decent form. You know, they've, they've, their pre-season is, is, the, is the League Cup, or the, I think it's the Premier Sports Cup, um, is what we're it's calling Skull it. Cup. It's Skull Cup, the, the Premier yeah. Sports Cup. Um, and uh, they, so that's what their pre-season's been, is, is playing in the, in the kind of qualifying rounds for that and so I think they've had a uh, 100% record. at least they haven't lost any game they might have drawn a game um, so they're you know they're getting in and, and they'll be coming in decent form they were a good team last season Livingston hard to play against um, but at Ibrox you know got to fancy this um, it won't be the first time we've stuttered um, early in the season if we do but hopefully we won't you know I really want to see us hit the ground running um, you know and really anything less than a win will be a, a huge disappointment um, we, we are, you know, at Livingston. At Livingston are not going to be any stronger than they were last season. Um, you know, they'll they'll pull a couple of players out and a couple of players in, but they're not going to be any stronger than last season. Um, we are stronger than last season. Um, we should, you know, it shouldn't. It should be a game we should be going into full of confidence. It's a game we should um, look at winning. And there'll be a, a, a what, what's the capacity next week? Do you do you two know? I don't know. I, I, I think they've, they've not pulled the number at a hat yet, so I don't know. Right. So we still don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen anything. I'm kind of losing. I'm losing the place with all of it. I've, I can't keep up with it anymore. I've, I've actually given up trying. You know what I mean? I just. I've, 
like like you said that that incident today, you know, when I logged on and I saw there was two emails sitting for eight o'clock on Friday night, I was like, ah, could have been yep. at that game today. A, uh, a voice from above, the, the voice in my ear, our producer suggested it's currently 17,000. 17,000. Is, uh, is the, the, the number just now. So, you know, 17,000 at Ibrox is, you know, that, that's, you know, that's getting there. That's, that's uh, decent. Well, you know, that, then the club, the, the, the players will know there's fans there. You know, that, that's not 2,000, yeah. which is just a ridiculous number in Ibrox. Um, you know, so that's got to help as well. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the new season. It's very exciting. Um, you know, you got you got to see us in that new black strip yesterday as well. Which, um, you're, you're bringing out the Rangers, Dan, me here, John. <laughs> see, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. Mm-hmm. I, 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 the whole the internet reacted with horror to it. And I thought, actually, I think that's, that's okay. I, you know, I'm not buying it. Um, yeah. But that's because I'm old and fat. But um, the, 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 I thought it was okay. I think it looked too bad. Quite like the black and red. I quite like the black and red. It's just a design. I thought there was a bit, a bit garish and too much on it, to be honest with you. But they're not aiming at me, are they? You know, what I mean, I'm not the target demographic when it comes to buying these shirts. Although you see a lot of people my age wearing them, uh, it's not for me. I must admit, my my shirt buying days are pretty much largely behind me. Uh, but no, I can't say at this particular moment. The home, the home tops working on me. I, I wasn't that keen on that when it first came out. It's it's grown on me a wee bit, but the way tops in that early, oh, I don't like it stage. I'll probably change my mind, but the, the first time I see them playing, you know, Dundee or something in it, you know what I mean? So, anyway, right, guys, I'm looking at the clock. Uh, I think we'll, we'll run over a wee bit, so we'll call time there. So, a big thanks to Ross and John there for their contributions. Great stuff, as always. Uh, we'll be back on Friday night with the first preview show of the season. Uh, so, tune in for that as we'll be looking at the Levy game. Uh, and we'll be back next Sunday as well to preview said game. And so, in the meantime, get yourself onto the Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Uh, guys, we beat we beat Real Madrid tonight. So have a good night. Uh, enjoy your week. Get it right up. Uh, on the Celtic fans at work and all the rest of it with their their, their gubbing yesterday. Uh, and until next week, bye for now. <laughs>